Welcome to Zichud Avsi Manmer Rabbi Ram Golder and today Masechah Sota Daf Memalf the seventh parak Elne Amarim. The Zichud Masechah Sota program has been generously sponsored as a schus for Hachazachas Torah. So the three jobs we're going to focus on number one. The next mission describes the mitzvah of Hakel. The day after the first day of Sukkot's following Shemitah, they built a wooden platform in the Azar in which the king would sit. The Sefer Torah was passed to the king, who would stand to receive it, but read it sitting. King Agrippa's read while standing, and the sages praised his conduct. The Gemara explained that although the king cannot forgo his honor, he can for the honor of a mitzvah. When Agrippa's reached the Pasuk, You shall not place a foreigner over you to be king, Zalgo Einav Demos, his eyes filled with tears, because as a descendant of the slave Herod, he was disqualified from being king. They said to him, Do not fear Agrippas, you are a brother, you are a brother. The Gemara says they deserve destruction for this flattery of Agrippas. The Mishnah concludes by detailing the passages which the king reads and the brachas he recites thereafter. Pointing to Rabbi of the West Darshan, it's permitted to flatter the wicked in this world because it says, regarding the times of Mashiach, a vulgar person will no longer be called generous and about a lustful person it will not be said that he is noble. This implies that nowadays this is permitted. Rish Lakish gave a source from Yaakov's statement to Esav, Kiros I have seen your face, which is like seeing the face of an angel, and you are appeased by me. We see then that Yaakov flattered Esav. This interpretation disagrees with Rabbi who said a parable illustrating Yaakov's intent. It's comparable to someone who invited his fellow, and the guest discerned that the host sought to kill him. So he said to the host, The taste of this dish that I'm tasting is like the dish which I taste in the king's palace. The host said to himself, The king knows him. He became afraid and did not kill him. Yaakov too was not attempting to flatter Asaph, but to hint to him that he was accustomed to seeing angels. Pointing with you, made several statements about a person possesses the trait of flattery. Anyone who has in him the trait of flattery brings anger to the world, as it says, And those with flattering hearts bring on anger. And not only this, but his feel is not heated, as it says there, They will not cry out to Hashem when he afflicts them. He also said about those possessing the trait of flattery, Even fetuses in their mother's wombs curse him, and Nofobagahanmi falls into Gehenna. He added, One who flatters his fellow ultimately falls into his hand. He concluded that even if he does not fall into his hand, he'll fall into his son's hand, or at least the hand of his son's son, as we find that Yermia, who flattered the false prophet Hanania, fell into the hands of Hanania's grandson. So once again, the three points are number one. The next mission describes the myths of Hakel. The day after the first day of Sokka's following Shemitah, they built a wooden platform in the Azar in which the king would sit. The Sefer was passed to the king, who would stand to receive it, but read it sitting. King Agrippa's read while standing, and the sages praised his conduct. The moral explained that although the king cannot forgo his honor, he can for the honor of a mitzvah. When Agrippa's reached the Pasuk, You shall not place a foreigner over you to be king, Zalgo Einav Demos, his eyes filled with tears, because as a descendant of the slave Herod, he was disqualified from being king. They said to him, Do not fear Agrippa's, you are a brother, you are a brother. The Gemara says they deserve destruction for this flattery of Agrippas. The Mishnah concludes by detailing the passages which the king reads and the brachas he recites thereafter. Pointing to Rabbi of the West Darshan, it's permitted to flatter the wicked in this world because it says, regarding the times of Mashiach, a vulgar person will no longer be called generous and about a lustful person it will not be said that he is noble. This implies that nowadays this is permitted. Rish Lakish gave his source from Yaakov's statement to Esav, I have seen your face, which is like seeing the face of an angel, and you are appeased by me. 
We see then that Yaakov flattered Esav. This interpretation disagrees with Rebbe who said a parable illustrating Yaakov's intent. It's comparable to someone who invited his fellow, and the guest discerned that the host sought to kill him. So he said to the host, The taste of this dish that I'm tasting is like the dish which I tasted in the king's palace. The host said to himself, The king knows him. He became afraid and did not kill him. Yaakov too was not attempting to flatter Esav, but to hint to him that he was accustomed to seeing angels. Point with Rebbe made several statements about a person who possesses the trait of flattery. Anyone who has in him the trait of flattery brings anger to the world, as it says, and those with flattering hearts bring on anger. And not only this, but his feel is not heeded, as it says there, they will not cry out to Hashem when he afflicts them. He also said about those possessing the trait of flattery, even fetuses in their mother's wombs curse him, and he falls into Gehenna. He added, One who flatters his fellow ultimately falls into his hand. He concluded that even if he does not fall into his hand, he'll fall into his son's hand, or at least the hand of his son's son, as we find that Yirmiya, who flattered the false prophet Hananiah, fell into the hands of Hananiah's grandson. All right, so now we go to Simon Daf Memov, and our standard Simon is a grandma, a grandma. So here goes. The proud grandma with a red walker cavelling over her grandson, the king, when he did Kriya Satora, even though he was a descendant of a foreigner, told the Russia standing next to her, who flattered her, saying that seeing her face is like seeing the face of an angel, that he's going to fall into her grandson's hands and ultimately go to Gehenna. So once again, it's emotion. The proud grandma, proud grandma, that must be more enough. Mem Aleph. The proud grandma with the red walker cavelling over her grandson, the king, when he did Kriya Satori, even though he was a descendant of a foreigner, which reminds us, the next mission describes the myths of Hakel and relates that when King Agrippas reached the Pasuk, you shall not place a foreigner over you to be a king, Zalga Enav Demos, his eyes flowed with tears because as a descendant of the slave Herod, he was disqualified from being king. The people said to him, Do not fear, Agrippas, you are a brother, you are a brother. The Gemara says they deserve destruction for this flattery of Agrippas. So, the proud grandma with a red walker cavelling over her grandson, the king, when he did Kriya Satori, even though he was a descendant of a foreigner, told the Russia standing next to her, who flattered her, saying that seeing her face is like seeing the face of an angel, which reminds Rabbi Yudah the West, Darshan Mutulachanit Lurashayim Bolamazeh, is permitted to flatter the wicked in this world because it says regarding the times of Mashiach that it will not be permitted. Rishakish gave a source from Yaakov's statement to Esav, Kiros Al I've seen your face, which is like seeing the face of an angel, and you were appeased by me. We see then that Yaakov flattered Esav. Rabbi Levi gave a different interpretation of Yaakov's intent. So, the proud grandma with a red walker cavelling over her grandson, the king, when he did Kriya Satori, even though he was a descendant of a foreigner, told the Russia standing next to her, who flattered her, saying that seeing her face is like seeing the face of an angel, that he's going to fall into her grandson's hands and ultimately go to Gehenna, which reminds us, Rabbi made several statements about a person who possesses the trait of flattery. Anyone who has in him the trait of flattery brings anger to the world, and he's noful but Gehenna, he falls into Gehenna. He added, One who flatters his fellow ultimately falls into his hand. He concluded that even if he does not fall into his hand, he'll fall into his son's hand, or at least the hand of his son's son. 
So once again, the proud grandma with the red walker cavelling over her grandson, the king, when he did create a tort, even though he was a descendant of a foreigner, told the Russia standing next to her who flattered her, saying that seeing her face is like seeing the face of an angel, that he's going to fall into her grandson's hands and ultimately go to Gehenim. All right, so now it's time for four Chazorah. Daf Lamed Zayin. So the Simmer Daf Lamed Zayin is laser tag. So here goes. The fierce laser tag competition. Laser tag. That must mean we're in Daf Lamed Zayin. The fierce laser tag competition by the sea saw some teams shoot red lasers at one team about to jump in the water first, which reminds us, Ramirez says that Shiva bin Yemen jumped into the water first and the officers of Yehuda began stoning them. The more continues that bin Yemen had suddenly married to be host for the Shekinah because the Arn was in the Kushkadashim in his territory. So the fierce laser tag competition by the sea saw some teams shoot red lasers at one team about to jump in the water first, when the captain of another team suddenly leaped in before them, which reminds us Rabbi Yehuda says Nachshon ben Aminadav jumped in first. Therefore Yehuda merited to establish sovereignty in Israel, as it says, Yehuda became Hashem's sanctified one to rule over Israel, his dominions, the reason for which is given in the following Pasuk, Mishum de Hayam Rav because the sea saw and fled when Nachshon jumped in. So the fierce laser tag competition by the sea saw some team shoot red lasers at one team about to jump in the water first. First, when the captain of another team suddenly leaped in before them to win the coveted 48 Covenant prize. Which reminds us, there's a machogs about the number of brisos for each mitzvah. One being that there were 48 covenants. And we also learned about the concept of arbus, that every Jew took responsibility for the mitzvah observance of every other Jew. Daf Lamed Ches. So the simmer Daf Lamed Ches is a devrelach, a liquid, and we use chicken soup. So here goes. The man who was shaken by hearing the Birkos Ghanim in the Mikdash with the Shem HaMaforash did not accept the red bowl of chicken soup. Red bowl of chicken soup? That must be one of the a davrelach, chicken soup. The man who was shaken by hearing Birkos Ghanim in the Mikdash with the Shem HaMaforash, which reminds us, the next mission brings differences between how Birkos Ghanim was said in the Mikdash versus in the Medina. One of the differences being that inside the Mikdash it was said with the Shem HaMaforash. So the man who was shaken by hearing Birkos Ghanim in the Mikdash with the Shem HaMaforash did not accept the red bowl of chicken soup from the insincere miser who told him, eat and drink. Which reminds us, Rabbi Shubin Levi said that anyone who benefits from a miser transgresses a love. As it says, do not eat the bread of a miser because he's like one whose soul is embittered. Eat and drink, he'll tell you, but his heart is not with you. So the man who was shaken by hearing Birchaz Gohanim in the Migdash with the Shem HaMaforash did not accept the red bowl of chicken soup from the insincere miser who told him, eat and drink, while voluntarily standing behind the Al-Kohanim congregation as they said, Birchaz Gohanim. Which reminds us, the Gemara discusses that people standing behind the Gohanim are not included in the bracha because they must face Gohanim to receive the bracha. But this does not refer to those working in the field who are forced by their work not to attend, but rather to those who are not forced to do so, but do not value the bracha enough to change position. Daf Hametes. So the simon Daf Hametes is a letter, and we often use a mailman in the simon. So here goes. The mailman holding the red letter, mailman letter, that must be more in Daf Lamatas. The mailman holding the red letter waited in silence as the Torah was read, which reminds us it was taught that one may not speak once the Sefer Torah has been opened. So the mailman holding the red letter waited in silence as the Torah was read, and then ran over to the very old sage who always said the bracha before reciting Birkos Kohanim, which reminds us the Gemara brings the bracha and the fields of the Kohanim 
During Birkos Gonmi and Relates, Rabbi ben Shimon's Talmidim asked him how he merited a long life, and among his answers was that he never raised his hands for Birkos Gonim without first reciting the bracha. So the mailman holding the red letter waited in silence as the Torah was read, and then ran over to the very old sage who always said the bracha before reciting Birkos Gonim and handed him the note about the Birkos Gonim sequence, which reminds us the more brings a series of seven halachas of Birkos Gonim in which the next step cannot proceed before the previous one is completed. Daf Mem. So the Simran Daf Mem is a swimming pool, and often we use a swimming instructor. So here goes. The humble swim instructor, swim instructor, that must be more Daf Mem, mine, pool. The humble swim instructor, who didn't mind when his assistant gave different instructions to the class on how to swim across the red water, which reminds us, Rabbi Avo commented, originally I would have said that I'm a nanav, until witnessing the humility of Rabbi Avi Avako. Rabbi Avi was delivering a shir and gave one explanation to his speaker, whose role was to repeat the shir loudly to the audience, who instantly said aloud a different explanation to the audience, and Rabbi Abba did not take offense. So, the humble swim instructor who didn't mind when his assistant gave different instructions to the class on how to swim across the red water and turn his back on him to face the students, which reminds us, Rabbi Yitzchak said, The awe of a congregation should always be upon you, for we find the Kohanim's faces are towards the people during Birchaz Kohanim and their backs are towards the Shekhinah. So the humble swim instructor who didn't mind when his assistant gave different instructions to the class on how to swim across the red water and turned his back on him to face the students, had the children pass from one to another, the how to be a good swim buddy sign, which he then read aloud for all to hear, which reminds us, the next mission describes the Kriya of the Kongado on Yom Kippur in the base of Migdash. The Chazan, meaning the Shamash of the synagogue near the base of Migdash, took the Sefer Torah and handed it to the head, meaning the Gabai, of the synagogue, who handed it to the Skan Kongado, who in turn handed it to the Kongado. The Kongado then read the Parsha in the Torah detailing the Avodah of Yom Kippur, as well as a nearby Parsha discussing the prohibition against Malacha or eating on Yom Kippur. Then, because the final Parsha is too far away to roll the Torah too, he read that by heart. Alright, so now it's time to conclude our pop quiz of 10 questions. Number 1. Which of the one how the Torah was passed to the Kongado, and how he did Kriya on Yom Kippurim? That's on Dav. Mem. Good. Number 2. Which stuff do we learn that one who flatters will ultimately fall to Gehenim? That's on Dav. Mamalov. Good. Number three. Which stuff do we have a series of seven halachos of Yerchos Gehenim in which the next step cannot proceed before the previous one is completed? That's on Dav. Lamates. Good. Number four. Which stuff do we learn that the aim of the tzibor should be upon you? For we find the Gehenim turn their back on the Shekhinah when blessing the people. That's on Dav. Mem. Good number five. Which stuff we makhluks regarding the number of brisos there are for each mitzvah? That's on Dav. Lamed Zayin. Good number six. Which stuff we have different interpretations of what Yaakov Avinu intended when he said to Esau that seeing his face was like seeing the face of an angel? That's on Dav. Memov. Good number seven. Which stuff we learn about the differences on how Birchus Khanim was said in the Mikdash versus the Medina? That's on Dav. Good number eight. Which stuff be the incident when Melchagripas cried when reading the Torah at Hakel? That's on Duff. Mamov. Good number nine. Which stuff be when the one may not speak once the Sefer Torah has been opened? That's on Duff. Good. And number 10. Which of the one about the humility of Rabbi Abba Avako, who didn't mind when a speaker gave a different explanation to his shir? That's on Duff. Ma'am, excellent. That concludes today's shir. This is Rabbi Ram Goldham Zich wishing you a great day and great learning.